Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17 year olds the nhl has to tread the water really carefully they don't even have a goalie like what is what is the draw but going into this year because of the seattle kraken's expansion draft where is this going so no so listen i hear me out it's going somewhere it's it's just not part of hockey like really looks like that weird dad i don't want me to pick up from school like welcome to slapshot sweethearts what is up, guys? I am Megan. That is Shannon. We are the Slapshot Sweethearts. And today we have an amazing guest, Kevin St. Jacques. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So we're going to jump right into it. We know a little bit about you and your resume. It's fairly extensive. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got here, what you're doing now, and a little bit more about you in general? Do we have three days? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we can count down that. Cliff Notes version. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I played four years of junior in the WHL and I uh, was a draft pick of the Blackhawks, turned pro in 91, 92, and played 16 years pro. Been all over the place, uh, met a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, right now, currently, I'm coaching the Junior Hur- Hurricanes uh, junior team. Uh, premier team here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I mean, going back, obviously being drafted is incredible. It's not something I'm ever going to be able to accomplish. <laughs> um, take <laughs> us back to, you know, kind of the road to being drafted and, you know, the experience going pro. What kind of, you know, lead up did that take? Obviously a ton of work, but what did your day-to-day look like getting there? Uh, it was, um, you know, it was it was weird because I had a lot of schools, D1 schools that wanted me to go play. And back back then, the quickest way to the NHL was to play junior hockey. So I, you know, that was, that was all that mattered. I mean, I finished grade 12, obviously, but that was, you know, there was no interest in going on further, um, which I wish I would have because seeing that some of the guys I know that played college hockey said it was a blast and, you know, 2020 hindsight's 2020. So, you know, here we are, but uh, my day-to-day stuff was just training you know, I, I literally ate, slept, breathed hockey uh, nonstop. And then, you know, I played four years with Lethbridge um, in the WHL. And, you know, my draft year, my original draft year, I didn't get selected in the first three rounds. So I had to wait till I was 19. But then I went in the sixth round to Chicago. And, you know, and I wish I would have done some things different back then, but here we are, you know, I've got a lot of great stories. I've been a lot of good places, met a lot of good people and you know, I had a lot of fun. So I can't really. How has the, the, uh, you know, you said that a lot of people chose college versus uh, junior hockey. Has that changed in terms of the path that players are taking to get to professional leagues? 
Yeah, definitely. Now it's more college. A lot more people coming out of college. I think back when I was playing, that you know the ratio might have been seventy thirty um, players from junior going pro uh, compared to uh, players going out of college and playing pro. But now I think it's you know it's pretty. It might be sixty forty one way or the other, but it's a lot closer than it was. That's awesome. Uh, I want to yeah. ask you about the draft. I know, like I feel like in the u.s at least the nba draft the nfl draft they're so hyped up in the media the nhl draft just like does not get enough attention does Mm -hmm. that ever like when you're waiting for this moment does that ever like weigh on you like what is the drafting process like are you like bummed that it's not as yeah i was so and publicized when we when when i went my first year of eligibility for the draft i could only go in the first three rounds so I wasn't slated in the first three rounds, so I didn't go. I just, you know, I just hoped mm-hmm. that I got drafted. I didn't get drafted, so I knew that I needed to have a big year the following year, which I did. And then when I still that year, I didn't go to the draft because I wasn't going to be in the top three rounds, and I didn't feel like going there to sit, watch all the excitement of, you know, I guess a hundred players before me. Um, there was just no point. So I waited for my phone call. I was on the golf course, actually had a pretty good round of golf that day. (laughs) And uh, my agent called me and said that Chicago had taken me in the first pick in the sixth round. So pretty, pretty stoked, went home, had a pretty good party. And that was it. I was back to the training session and away we went. Gotcha. So in terms of you know, what we focus on in our show, we're, we're pretty much NHL and NHL only. So we don't have, you know, the best repertoire on junior hockey and the other professional leagues that both you played in and what a lot of the guys playing in now that are prospects outside of the AHL. Could you give us from your experience, both coaching and playing kind of the different, you know, maps of other leagues, the routes the players are taking, you know, the cliff notes version of that. Okay. Well, I mean, right now, um, junior hockey is made up of tier one, tier two, and in the United States, there's tier three back home in Canada, it's junior B, um, you know, which really doesn't get too much, you know, players going, turning pro out of, um, but essentially the USHL is equivalent to the WHL, the OHL, Quebec major junior hockey league. That's where you're getting the, the bulk of your junior players drafted from. There is uh, a couple of players that will go from tier two, but um, for the most part, it's, you know, out of tier one, mm-hmm. I coach tier three. So, you know, I tell the kids all the time, it's, it's not about right now. It's more about your development. Um, you know, you got four years of junior at our level. If you can make it to a tier two level, then, you know, D one schools come into play. Um, if you're not at the NA level, which is tier two here in the States, um, then you're probably never going to go D1. Uh, you'll play D3 college or ACHA club hockey. Uh, in Canada, the tier two is the BCHL out in British Columbia. You've got the AJ, you've got the SJ, the MJ, um, the OJ in Toronto, along with the NOJHL. So these are all tier two leagues. Quebec has one, so does the Maritimes. Um, you know, so these guys, a lot of those guys are, it's basically tuition free hockey mm-hmm. and, you know, and those guys have a good opportunity of at least getting to a top level college to play D one hockey. And that's about it. That's awesome. 
awesome. Yeah. There's like so many routes for everyone to get to the NHL. I feel like there's so many times you think of other sports and it's like, okay, you play like high school, college, pro. And it's like, I feel like hockey players have so many different routes to navigate through. So like when you're helping players, when you're coaching, scouting, helping prospects, like what do you kind of look for as like the most beneficial like advice or anything to give them to help them get to that next level? Well, the big, the biggest thing is Meg is, is that, you know, every, the biggest thing we try to teach these kids is how to self evaluate because everybody, you know, believes that they are the best players, you know, and, and again, it's good to have little mojo, but at the end of the day, the pyramid, I always show everybody the pyramid gets smaller as you get to the top. Um, when you have guys that are 35, 33, and you're 18 years old, like you're not going to compete man strength versus boy strength is it just, you know, it's, it doesn't work. And, you know, going to college, uh, these kids that are coming into junior, I tell them, you know, recruiting with me is let, let's have one year with me. Let's try to get you to a tier two team. If we can't get you to a tier two team, let's start looking at your education and getting you into a college at D3 level NCAA and, and going from there. And our league does a really good job of moving kids to D3 schools. Um, you know, and we have the NCDC, which is tier two above my, my program, which is premier. And, uh, you know, we just, we just try to be honest with them. And a lot of people, you know, it's human nature, I guess, to think the grass is greener on the other side. Um, but I think that every player should go to where you're getting the most development, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You're, you know, if you're not developing year after year after year, you're never going to make it to the top. So, you know, that's what we try to focus on here in Raleigh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, last week, we had Rod Peterson on from the Rod Peterson show up in Canada, and he had done a lot of work with some of the junior hockey teams up in Canada, um, I believe with the WHL, but I could be wrong. And when we were speaking with him, he was talking a lot about how the junior hockey leagues up in Canada are being particularly affected by COVID-19 because they're not playing at all under Canada's mandates. Uh, what does it look like down here in the U.S., and kind of how have you – adjusted what you're doing day to day it was uh it's tough canada like we've we've had a few kids from canada come down this year um to play um you know they just it's unfortunate but you know i I don't know why they're they're not playing i mean down here we're playing uh it started off slowly our league was i think one of the first ones to start um and and all we did was you know try to keep everybody in a bubble you know we, we spoke to the kids and at the beginning of the year in our in our you know, our introductory meetings and, and just said, listen, if you want to play, you've really got to be careful because if you get COVID, um, you know, that shuts the program down for two weeks um, because you're, you know, we got 50 players and it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where if you want to continue to play guys, you really got to be careful outside of the rink where you're going, who you're hanging out with, that kind of stuff. So we kind of put our own little bubble into place. Um, and we, we, we've been fine. I mean, we, we went through some COVID cases and anyone who didn't feel well, we just, you know, we stay home and we test them a couple days later. We, we have our own nurse that comes in and, and tests us uh, for road trips. The league did a really good job of instead of us going on a road and, and playing, you know, back to back nights on the road, we went home and away so that you don't stay in a hotel. You, you know, you're not 
just kind of limiting the exposure. We have no fans in our ranks right now. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the way we've done. It's been a weird year, um, to play hockey with no fans, nobody, no parents in the crowd, no, you know, no nothing. So, but it is what it is. You're playing, you're still playing. Yeah. Do you think that the pandemic and like the certain restrictions on some players, like we mentioned how, like some of the Canadian leagues, like they can't play, I don't know if it's some or all, but do you think that's going to have an effect on players moving to the next level in the next couple of years? Like, is that going to halt that like scouting programming and all of that? Yeah, I think it, I think it'll definitely have a trickle down effect. I think you'll see, excuse me, you'll see it definitely at the college level because the seniors have all been given another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. freshmen moving up, you know, now you're kind of SOL, um, as far as, you know, coming in and playing right away, unless you're, you know, one of their top recruits. So it's going to have that effect. But I think from a standpoint of players right now, we've got our league, you know, and the leagues down here, I have several Canadians playing um, that probably wouldn't be here, um, would probably be, you know, back home playing in Canada. But you never know. I think think it's helped us uh, here in the U.S. to bring kids down because they – have never heard about our leagues like a lot of Canadians that I recruit, even though I'm from Canada, they're like, well, I've never heard of that league. And, you know, they come down here and they play and they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, it's good hockey. And, you know, we move kids on to school. That's it's what it's about. It's not, you know, it's not about anything other than getting these kids to this NCAA and ACHA schools. And again, everybody's got choices to make when you get to that that time is picking a school that a fits you for your major fits you grade wise, financially wise, uh, location wise in the school, you know, in the U S whether you want to be on the East coast down South Midwest, you know, maybe out in the West coast. So a lot of things come into play and we have um, our GM here, Lincoln flag has been around the game and, you know, is from Boston. He's, played D3, D1, coached it. So it's just, yeah. I know you're a Boston girl. I got to tell you a story. I'm, I'm good friends with Butch Cassidy. So Bruce. What? Uh, yeah, I played with Bruce and in Indy. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. I talked to him a couple of weeks back about the season starting and stuff like that. Yeah, so maybe, we'll get, good to say, maybe we'll get him on for you. Wow, I would die. <laughs> would literally die. <laughs> I would combust. We actually spoke to our second episode was with Dale Arnold uh, previewing the Bruins season. Yeah. And that was really cool. I grew up with Dale Arnold's daughter. So uh, that was an awesome, you know, interlude to kicking off the podcast. And yeah. especially as a Bruins fan, um, that was pretty awesome. You know, the bees, are, the bees are good. They're a good team. Bruce is doing a good job. I mean, he was an awesome yeah. <laughs> back in the day. And, yeah, he's good. Sure. He's a good guy. And I know, yeah. Meg, I think you're a pick, you're a, uh, Penguins fan, aren't you? Yes. Sid the Kid? Oh, what yeah, a guy. My daughter. That, my daughter that, is, uh... Their pregame was so funny the other day for his thousandth game. <laughs> All of them wearing his jersey, doing his his uh, skate lace-up. I was sitting there watching that. I was like, this is so funny. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. And, you know, the guys, like the locker room is what I miss the most. Uh, from playing and just the stories and just the hangout and you know it's yeah. it's awesome but there's been like um, so many video tributes for Sid of like guys from different teams like I think Ovi did one and it's even just like you kind of just like see the respect from other people and it's like uh, that locker room aspect and like all the guys just like being guys are like yeah 
it's, it's awesome. Weird. It's, a, it's a brotherhood, you know, and, and when I left the game, um, I was angry with the game because I was, you know, I felt like I got cheated a little bit, but you know, I, at the end of the day, when I look back now, I, I feel like, you know, I really didn't take advantage of it. I, I was the one who went out and I was partying and I was, you know, not doing the stuff that I needed to do to be a pro. And, and so my career kind of, you know, tailed off and started to go into the minors and that's where I, I, I had success in the minors, but you know, it's, I should have played in the NHL, but it is what it is. It's my fault. And, you know, I can't uh, turn back. Can you guys hear my dog? Yes. <laughs> we love dogs on our show. Oh, Shannon has a dog that often makes an appearance. I don't know if you can see him or not. Can you say hi? Oh, you have a great game. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find how to get the angle. There we go. Oh, cute. He's two. Yeah, he's two years old. So cute. Named him after Canadian beer, Molson. A great name. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, have, so go ahead, Meg. I have a question about college hockey. So, like, I've somewhat started following it because, like, I'm a Penn State person, and we just had, like, this brand-new arena go up, and, like, our team is really starting to, like, step up, and they've been doing great within the Big Ten, um, Big Ten champs last year, I think, or two years ago. Yeah. And so, so in the format of college hockey, is it – most frequent that these players are getting from freshman to senior year or are they leaving in the middle or is it kind of just the case by case it, it really is a case by case because there's most players i i feel like are going for their four years um but again the you know the the good players um that the nhl teams want they're going out after a year or two you know mm-hmm. it's, it's just the way they are you know the way it is but yeah yeah, it's. I mean, I. I would say that the majority is more that they go for four years, um, mm-hmm. but you know, there's definitely those guys that go one year and they're out, one and done, or you know, two years and out, and go back and yeah. finish their schooling. And I know, I know, and Mario. I, I've got some friends in Pittsburgh too, so <laughs> I'll get you guys. I'll get you guys some good play. Like Rich Sutter is a really good friend of mine. Um, oh, wow! I talk to Rich Sutter a lot. Um, I, I can whisper this, but my daughter, I want my daughter to hear. She's a Sid the Crosby fan as well. And, nice. Um, as she should be. <laughs> yeah. And last March I had a, um, I would, I, they were supposed to play here in Raleigh. I had it all set up that she was going to go down skate with them, get an autograph and a picture and, and COVID hit. So I'm waiting for us to be able to go back to the rinks and then we'll get it done. So she'll, she'll be happy. Has Carolina said anything about opening rinks? I know a couple of teams announced in the last couple of weeks about it. I think I, I haven't heard anything, but they played a night against Tampa. So, you know, I, I just watch every game to see if they, you know, if they're fans, there were some fans there, but it was like military appreciation and, you know, um, EMS and all that kind of stuff yeah. right now. So I'm hoping by the end of the year that they get to a point where fans are allowed. I mean, that's part of the whole being a pro yeah. playing in front of fans. Well, I was going to say, Carolina looks really good right now. I mean, it is the Central Division, which is the weakest of the four at the moment, but they, they're holding their yeah. own at the top. Yeah, they're <laughs> playing well. Definitely playing well. Um, you know, they just they just go. It's, it's, it's funny because that's how we coach at the junior level is 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Let's stretch the ice and let's get downhill instead of playing laterally. Right. Um, you know, we want to play with speed. Our team is fast. We're big and we're very mobile. And so we, there's no point in going east west. Let's go north south and, and, you know, get our legs going. Well, so you're working for Carolina, but are you, who's your team? You're from Canada, who, you know. Well, I mean, I, I got it. Obviously, I was an Oiler fan growing up. Um, but you know, I got paid by the Blackhawks, so I have, to, <laughs> I have to say that you know the Blackhawks are you know where I'm at right now. Obviously, they're in a rebuild; they're missing Taze, but uh, hopefully, he's coming back pretty soon. They're doing. So they're it's doing funny you well. say that rebuild word. <laughs> These Blackhawks are giving me some real trouble this season. Yeah. I never know. <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, they, in my head, I'm like, they're going to lose. They're the Blackhawks. They're going to lose. Then they don't. Yeah. And they're it's supposed really to messing up my time. rankings. Yeah. They're supposed to They're supposed to lose all the time, but they, they find a way, and they got great goaltending from Lekkonen. Um I never and, thought I'd hear great goaltending and the Blackhawks in the same sentence this season. Right. But oh, no. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we were real haters in the beginning of the season on their goaltending. Yeah, well, you, you have to be because they're they're really, you know, I, I don't want to say they're bad goalies. They're just they're unproven. So you know, I mean, Malcolm Subban, yeah, he's brother of you know Subban, but it's. I mean, he hasn't proven himself to me. And then Lekkonen comes in, and he's unreal right now. So how yeah. long can that last? Who knows? But ride it while ride it while right. so, yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, is he going to burn out? Maybe, maybe not. But short season, I mean, yeah. short if there was season a season and, to make it all the way, make it all know, the way this season. They do such a good job. Like, we, you know, they, uh, Kane's practice before us here in Raleigh, so we – I get to watch them and I know their coaches. I just can't go talk to them because COVID they have, they're in a bubble, but uh, you know, we watch them. They got three goalies, you know, so the goalies aren't, they're not putting in a whole lot of work in practice. They put in what they need and then the top guys are out. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, they really know how to, you know, maintain, I guess so in a shortened season, these guys should be able to go like Val Vasilevsky out of Tampa. He'll, he'll probably play 50 games for crying out out of 56. Do you see that like a difference in you kind of mentioned how like goalies, they kind of, they're not being like spent out. They're like still have their energy. Do you think that's an issue right now with like the other positions where they're just like playing too much between practice and games where they, it's just tiring them out. 
No, because I think NHL teams, you know, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, we have a rest and recovery day at our level. Uh, I'm sure that these guys are, you know, if you're playing back-to-back nights, like, you know, you might morning skate, but, yeah. you know, it's not too bad. And then I think you'll have the day off on the other day. You know, they and listen, they're flying, they get catered, food. I mean, like, it's not that bad. I get special food. <laughs> You know, yeah, let me go hop on my jet with my catered food. You know, you're making the big bucks, like, you know, it's it's really not that tough. It's, you know, and you enjoy it. I mean, you know, if you're a pro and you like the game, which all those guys do, it's you like being at the rink. You know, yes, come playoff time when it gets physical and it gets nasty, your body aches, you got some bumps and bruises. Yes, that at that point, then, you know, you got to figure out when you can skate, when you can't skate. Um, but now you got video technology. So a lot of these guys are watching video on the other teams and it's just different. You know, back in my, when I played, it was physical, it was a dirty game, you know, fights, cross checks to the face, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, now we had, a big, uh, we had a big discussion about that on a live stream last week of pests, enforcers and all yeah. that physicalness. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, personally just feel like there's just not as much as of it anymore so it's like we feel stronger about the guys who we love who are like that but yeah. i feel like it's just really changing it, it definitely is cut out but i mean you, you gotta have it because it's the only way to police on the ice um there, you know there's i mean back you know when i played i was a goal scorer and and i had the other teams trying to literally murder me you know it's just <laughs> You know, and now I look at, you know, yeah, in playoffs, they go hard after guys, but I was getting abused daily, you know, so it's, it's not the same, but, you know, at the end of the day, we weren't as skilled as some of these guys. These are big, skilled, fast hockey players right now. And uh, I mean, I would love to play in this era just because I was a very skilled player, but um, like, it's crazy how fast they are. Like we watched their practice and just, you know, pardon my language, the shit they do is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So, totally. but it's good. Yeah, it's good to watch. And the guys, you know, like we, we try to tell them, like, you know, it's a job for you. You know, you guys got to learn that when you get to the school level, it's, you know, you're one of 30 and you're trying to fill a 21-man roster to play that night. Like, it's competition and practice. You got to go and practice. That's where you get better. You don't get better playing games. You get, the games are the fun part. The work is put in at practice and off the ice and, you know, making sure the schoolwork is done, everything you need to do. So I got to ask like the basic questions here. We're in the season. If you had to pick one team from each division, who's going to make it all the way this season, who would you got? Well, it's got to be obviously the Bruins. Uh, I think the Bruins out of that division. (laughs) I think Tampa out of this division, even though I like the Canes and where they're at but i think tampa's just too good um dallas or colorado out of their division and then in canada i mean god who knows i mean toronto's playing well and what i was trying to say earlier when you guys couldn't hear me is my assistant coach is a diehard leafs fan so i must be living the best life right now (laughs) oh he is he's so he's he's gloating he's a steeler fan in football and he's a Toronto well, a Maple Leafs. Yeah. My dad's a Steeler but, fan. Like, we're Pittsburgh people yeah. for sports generally. Started out well, but not 
Not in the end. Hey, there. hey, if the season was 11 and 0, you guys were winners for sure. <laughs> owned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then I think like Montreal or Toronto out of that division. So, you know, but Calgary's pretty good. Winnipeg can be good. The Oilers have McDavid and Dreisaitl. So, yeah, I don't know. But the Oilers don't yeah, have what, goaltending. What is happening in Edmonton? I feel like they have McDavid and he has, I feel like he's had, what, three hat tricks already? <laughs> yeah, like, something like that. What yeah. What are they doing that they can't take that and make something of it yet? Well, I just, I think it shows you that, you know, there's more pieces to the puzzle. You know, I think when you watch Tampa last year, they had Kucherov, Stamkos was out of the lineup, but they're, I think they won with goaltending and defense. And, you know, obviously their power play is pretty good, but, you know, that's kind of the, the remedy for success is from your back end out. Um, Which is why the Penguins won't win. <laughs> I, I listen, I, I was going to tell you guys earlier that I coached against Mario. So when I broke into the NHL, it was the year that Chicago played Pittsburgh in the finals. And I had, I got called up from junior to, uh, skate, but I had a hernia. So I, I had to have surgery. And back then it was staples instead of, instead of going through the belly button and doing it that way and being out a couple of weeks. Um, so I missed the entire playoffs. So I didn't get to travel with the team or anything, but pens obviously won the cup. And so I started coaching against Mario in youth. His son was playing for the predators out of Pittsburgh. And I met him on the ice and first time we shook hands, he's like, you were with Chicago. And I said, yeah, I, I was. And, and we started laughing. He said, well, and maybe we'll have to bet. So we had a running bet going on for a while. And when we played each other's teams and then, um, you know, just in fun and stuff. And then I, I hadn't seen him for a while. His kid went D1 to Arizona. And uh, then I saw him in Boston one night and at a showcase for our league. And he was in the building. And I went over, shook my hand like we hadn't missed a beat. And, you know, just a great guy, pers- very professional. Doesn't forget people's names, doesn't forget anyone. It's just so cool that a guy of that statue can, uh, yeah. you know, can remember, you know, because I've never played an NHL game. He was drafted and signed a three-year deal, but never really, you know, never really did much in the NHL. No, I didn't That's always something good to NHL. hear. Like, you want, like, the people, like, you love in the sport to be, like, nice people. You always, like, hear stories about, like, he's a great player, but he sucked as a human being. Yeah. But it's, like, Mario Lemieux, I feel like it's just, like, I love him. Yeah. I have his jersey. Good. It's not out here with me, but my uh my little Heroes of Hockey jersey <laughs> got from him. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, I'll make sure, I, like I said, I'll try to get you guys. Uh, I've got a few guys that obviously played in the show and some of the older guys that have been around for a long time. And, you know, I'm sure they'd love to come on and rap with you a little bit. And you guys, you know, whatever helps yeah. get the show going and, you know, it's all good. Yeah. That would be amazing. We would appreciate that. And we really appreciate you working with, I know you coached our intern Jake, Jake as well. Yeah. Um, and we have been hounding him about uh, guests. So we really yeah. appreciate he's, it. He's great. I got some Jake stories too. Maybe next time we'll talk about Jake. Oh yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely... yeah. <laughs> That's okay, a whole. Got... Yeah. He's a good, good kid. Two... Great family. Very good family. Cool. I got two questions left. Okay. One. Who is your favorite and least favorite mascots? 
Oh God, the least favorite mascot. That's that's a tough one. Um, are we talking? It's very controversial or? in our uh, social media community. Uh, yeah, hockey. I don't like the the Philly fanatic. I really don't like gritty. Or yeah, gritty. Not the fanatic. Yeah. He's the Phillies one. But yeah, I don't like. I hate I, him I just, too. Yeah, I don't like him. That's my least favorite. My most favorite. I don't know if I really have one. There's, I don't know. They're just, I, I don't like them in hockey. You know, it's kind of weird to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know. Honestly, yeah. as long as you hate on Gritty, works for me. <laughs> um, um, and then last one, what is your favorite, uh, your go-to arena snack or drink at a game? I, I mean, can't turn up. Well, I mean, you can turn up a few drinks, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think having a, a hot dog at the rink, is always a go-to, um, you know, and I was never a beer guy. So I'm, you know, either rum or vodka, something. You're not a beer guy, but your dog's named after beer. Yeah, I named them after Canadian. I got, <laughs> I got four dogs. So I got Bauer, which is a hockey stick. My first great Dane was Titan, which is a hockey stick. And then I named Molson. My, he's my youngest. He's two. Um, I named him after beer. So, yeah, you know, it's been oh, good yeah. playing pros. You know, when I was in San Diego, we won a championship down there, and um, we got to go out and throw the first pitch out at uh, Padres game. And at that time, Wells was in town playing for them. David Wells threw a no hitter for the Yankees. He signed a you know baseball for us, and I mean, just so as you know, there's so many perks of playing pro hockey, even at the minor level. We had guys, you know, uh, I'm really good friends. Oh, I should say really good friends, but I'm good friends with Jeannie Buss who owns the Lakers and you know, and she's hooked my kid up. I got a 21 year old that lives in Cali and she gave him floor seats or just off the floor for the Lakers, you know, so it's, you meet so many good people and you know, and they take care of you and you don't have to call every day. You can call in six months and you know, everybody still remembers you check in. And yeah, it's good. I can't, like I said, I wish I would have played in the show. Um, I wish I was more athletic. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I wasn't like chronically injured. (laughs) This news about the Lombardi trophy, everyone being (laughs) mad that they're throwing it around. And I sit here and my mom told, asked me if I saw that story. And I was like, yeah, I did. And I go, mom, look at the Stanley cup. (laughs) We we take like baths in it. We drink out of it. It becomes, I think they banned drinking out of it after, uh, the it's Capitals party. Keg. Like, so here's, I'll the, tell you a couple I just of stories. Can't. I won with San Diego. Um, uh, one, one with San Diego. We were in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. And we played up there and we beat them. I don't know. It was game three or four. We swept them or, or we beat them in five, whatever it was. We had a party after the rink. I didn't, I didn't get out of my gear until 3 AM. I was calling my parents in the lobby upstairs for my first, it was my first championship. So I was shit canned. I was drunk calling them, you know, we're having a good time. And, uh, we got back to San Diego. And so it's like a four hour flight from Anchorage to Seattle, Seattle, two and a half hours to San Diego. And by the time we got home, the trophy was in three pieces. (laughs) So we go to San Diego in our rink and we had like a, you know, a stage set up for us. And it's kind of like a mini parade. People were waiting for us. There's like five, 6,000 people waiting for us. And we come in and we put the trophy in three different places. 
And, you know, we're all sitting up there and we're hung over to the nuts because it's just, I mean, like eight hours of travel, time change. It was just like, no, not, not cool. But, you know, that was one. And then my other story is we won in Phoenix and we woke up with the, the trophy was in the pool. It was at the bottom of the pool. So, yeah, the trophies, you know, they go, they got to be tough. They got to go through some things. They got to be tough. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Like, yeah. have fun with it. Oh, well, yeah. the Lombardi yeah. Trophy is one of the thicker of trophies. Like, the World Series trophy got dinged in 2018 at the Red Sox parade because someone threw a Bud Light at it. Like, yeah. that one, and that one's small. Those little flags, like. Yeah. yeah. I would say those but are, I'll, like. You know what was crazy was he's throwing it over the ocean. I was like. Right. That's not a pool. You can't go get it. How are you going to go get it? Oh, but you know I, what? I I would like to know if that happened for the lightning because didn't didn't they have a boat parade too? Yeah, yeah. Like how are I don't they know passing they, this? I don't know if they threw it over. Or, I don't think they threw it over. I think they would. I would love to I, know. <laughs> Cup but no good. one would have been mad. They would have been like, "Yeah, good yeah. one!" Like you, you win, you win, and that's it. That's all that matters. So yeah, I mean, like it gets replaced every few tears anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, it's got to go through its lumps and bumps. It's got a guy that carries it around all year long. Like, exactly. I want the job of the guy who just. No, I don't. I think that's long. that's way too much for me. I I, I need some so rest fun. time. I need some downtime. That I thing goes nonstop. You will meet true. in that process. Very true. Very true. But uh, still not worth it for me, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, especially when it goes on tour. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, during the summer when that thing, when it's over and it goes from there to the start of the season, oh my God, that guy, nonstop, nonstop, because he's got to bring it for different country, different places. True. (laughs) No, that's not my job. No. That's fair. I just want to be able, I just want to be able to drink out of it and call it a day. (laughs) I feel like that should be my new goal. I want to like one day drink out of the Stanley Cup. That one's never going to happen. No, it's not. But it's okay. I can still try and manifest it. We'll figure it out. Like if, if Raleigh gets there, maybe I'll tell you guys to come on down. We'll see if we can get you into the locker room. Maybe you get a sip of brewskis out of it. You never know. (laughs) Bet. That's it. Now we're, I got a roof for the Hurricanes. Come hurricanes. on. Well, we could go Hurricanes. Blackhawks, I'm not in Chicago, so that might not work. But, you know, maybe Boston. I got a, I got Butch up there. Maybe we can get in the back door with Butch. Who knows? You never know. Come on, Shane. We're manifesting. Let's <laughs> I don't even know what I would do if I were in the Bruins locker room. I would probably have a heart attack and die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, we don't want that to happen, Shan. If you have to stay outside <laughs> and just know that we were there, that's fine. Well, well, <laughs> then I'd really have a heart attack. If <laughs> <laughs> you left her out, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Amazing. Well, thank, thank you guys for having me on. And if you ever want to rap, I got story after story. It's good, bad, fun. Totally. A lot, a lot of fun ones. So <laughs> Amazing. As always, guys, find us on social, Twitter, Pod, Instagram, Slapshot Sweethearts. You know where to find us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we will see everyone next time. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.